And now, a special presentation of Dinner with Racers. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. One of Tim Richmond's close buddies that I used to like to pal around with and go, and go out and have drinks and just carry on was Kyle Petty, who probably doesn't need a lot of introduction. The Petty name is extremely famous in motorsports, but Kyle is a uh, retired NASCAR driver. He's an on-air personality, and he's a lot of fun. So we met up at Hawker's Asian Street Fair out in Charlotte, and uh, Ryan, what did you get? I had the ramen. And I had a chicken sandwich that I dipped in ramen. Sure, there you go. All ramen, right. ramen sandwich. Kyle Petty stories. So, somebody that you did spend a lot of time around, at least on track. Here we go. Tim Richmond. Oh, yeah. 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 I like the pause. Yeah. 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 Um, we, uh, everybody that followed the sport around then yeah. has to have a Tim Richmond favorite moment or sport or story, et cetera. We're big fans of his on-track antics and some of the legends and things like that. You know what? I, I, in, in my lifetime, and this is, this is what I say. In my lifetime, when I really, and, and watching, you know, Kale and Bobby and Donnie and Pearson and my dad and Bobby Isaac and Baker and all those guys, they were already established. But by the time I came along in the late 90s, excuse me, late 70s, and then from that point, from the time I started, and even Earnhardt driving his rookie year in 79 and, and all that stuff, I don't believe I ever, have ever, Kyle Busch comes as close to a guy who came into the sport, and everybody has talent, but the natural talent that he brought to the sport um, is that child prodigy Mozart kind of talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? you just like, oh, my God, where'd that come from? Yeah. You know, somebody just plucked it out of the air and put it in his heart. This is what you're going to do. He's had an incredible talent um, of car control, of ability to race, of ability to cross that line and come back. Um, and it was just, it was amazing to watch what he did in a car and to race against him because he would get out here and you'd think, he ain't coming back. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And boom, here he is. He comes across your hood and he's gone again. You, you know what I mean? And, and I think we've, we saw it at Pocono passing on the outside. I mean, we, we've right. seen it so many times. There's so many examples yeah. of things he could do with a car. Um, at the same time, he had that ability of... He was a showman, and the show was part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The show was who he was off the racetrack was part of who he was on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. he, you know what I mean? Um, if, he, if he had come along in 2000, then this sport would be in a totally different place. Totally different place. Um, because he had something that, and, and I, don't, I don't know what it is, and it's, it's only God gives it to certain people. But when you look back, why did Richard Petty connect? I have no idea, but he did. Yeah. Why did Dale Sr. connect? I have no idea, but he yeah. did. Jeff kind of connected, but not like Richard Petty. And, and, sure. and Jimmy never connected. And that's not a knock on Jimmy Johnson as a race car driver. He just never connected to that guy sitting in the grandstand. Richmond did. And Richmond was a guy. You know, I read this about Peter Frampton one time. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Where... You go to a Frampton concert at the time in the 70s, and the, wimp, the women loved him, but the men weren't jealous of him. Yeah. And that's kind of the way Richmond was. Yeah. Women loved him, but you couldn't be jealous of him because you envied his talent. 
you envied what he was doing. So it wasn't a jealousy, you know what I mean? So it was it was a crazy thing. So for for me, he was, and you ask a story. So we went to <laughs> we went to uh, we were in Dover, and for whatever reason, he and I ended up going to a movie, and we'd hang out sometimes. And we went to a movie, and it was Woman in Red. I can't remember. Some, I can't remember what. So we're sitting there, and halfway through the movie, and he's like, "I'm gonna." I'm going to see if that girl will go out with me. The girl on the screen. I can't remember who she did was. You, did you just censor yourself right there? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That was, that was, that was a little censor. That was a little censor. It was a different time. It was a different time. So, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see if that girl talk to me. You know what I mean? That's, whatever. I'm going to talk yeah, to her. talk to her. Yeah. So, anyhow, bigger than crap. Next time I see him. It, we're talking about something like a month later, and he's gone out with her twice. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's like, yeah, every time I go to L.A. And he would leave the racetrack and go to L.A. Yeah. He would leave the racetrack and go to, to New York. He would leave and go to Miami yeah. and live on a boat. I mean, he, that, that was just But he came from a different world, too. Mm-hmm. He didn't come from Timminsville, South Carolina. Right. He didn't come from Level Cross, North Carolina. He grew up in a different family and a family who, who had some advantages and he took advantage of that he yeah. was a corporate pilot i mean he did a lot of things so um but you couldn't envy you i mean you could or you couldn't you couldn't begrudge him that yeah you know what right. i mean but he was if he had if nothing had happened to richmond the sport would be a different different place you know and i don't think there's many people in the sport you can say that about you right. know you can say if richard petty never come along the sport would be different if dale Earnhardt senior if Je- mm-hmm. jeff and jimmy never come yeah, you can. I mean, there's a number of people, right. but there's not many people that just came out here and won races and didn't win championships because of whatever reason. Then you can say, well, that guy, you know, if he hadn't come along, man. Yeah. But but for Richmond, it, it's that way. He was um, he was a, an amazing guy. I mean, he went ten tenths all the time, and and that's the way it was, no matter. Yeah. So I mean, so when he shows up on the scene, you're already racing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And he comes into the NASCAR world from, from open wheel, which yep. is even today would be really yeah. you know, eye-opening. But with his flamboyancy and personality, he was still accepted by yeah. some, yeah. which is surprising to me. Yeah, but, okay, I go back to, I go back to the old ways where he was accepted because he had talent. Yeah. He had talent. And, and Ray Charles could say he had talent. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. So... It goes from, it goes from in this sport, it's a crazy, and it used to be, it's not as much anymore, but it used to be where I don't have to like you, but I respect you. Right. And I respect what you can do with a car, and I respect what you do out there. I don't have to like what you do here. Yeah, right. That doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care what you do, but I respect what you do. So I think once he came in, and when he came into the sport and did what he did in DK's car, and DK's yeah. and DK Ulrich's car first, you know. DK brought Tim and Ernie Irvin and, and multiple guys came through DK's camp, and um, but I think he was accepted because he was respected. Yeah, his his driving ability was respected. Now they may not like that he shows up with two hookers and you know a case of beer. Right, that's all right. right. You know, I mean, they might not like Fur that. Fur coat, yeah, shorts. But yeah. as soon as you jump in a car, that that's not there anymore, man. Yeah, I mean, when he straps a helmet on and straps that car on his back and carries it, that's impressive. I'm going to go on a limb and say that not every NASCAR driver in that era was a family guy. Uh, no. Yeah, so I'm sure there were plenty of guys yeah. that were doing well with, with the ladies. Um, was there something different about his approach in the sense of being flamboyant or, no. or being out there about it? Well, you know, 
I don't think it. Was, I don't think it was something different. I, and maybe it was. Maybe I think he just. It, it's like okay, let's look at it this way. So if he's if we're if we're in this arena, and there are some unmarried guys and some guys. So let's let's put it this way. Um, most of the unmarried guys that were in the sport and were out there and were doing well were playing pop corner football. And Tim was playing NFL ball. <laughs> it was a different league. Okay. Yeah. It's a different league. Okay. That is an amazing He means analogy. with girls. Yes. <laughs> different league. Okay. okay. If okay. we use that as an analogy, it's a different league. I mean, he skipped high school and college. And went straight, <laughs> right to the pros. Right to the pros, man. I mean, it was like the, the, the women that he went out with, uh, the places he went out with them, it wasn't, you know, hey, Want to go to Bojangles? Get a spicy biscuit? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was, it so was not that. So being it was a competitive different. racing drivers, you hate it when somebody's in a nicer car. Oh, yeah. That was a nice car. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of nice cars. Oh, my God. Nice plush Whole interior. collection. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> We're going to put it on the bottom yeah. of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was it. That was it for him. It sounds like more there was just competitive jealousy among, among some of you. In that arena, there could have been jealousy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There, there could have been jealousy. So uh, the movie Days of Thunder was <sighs> loosely based on Tim's life. Yes. And we've talked to a lot of people. Like, we talked to Jerry Punch like forever ago yeah. about it. And the stories that are kind of in there are based you know, around yeah. some of Tim's antics. Are there any stories that you know that should have made Days of Thunder? Hmm... Probably, and I would tell you, I would tell you, probably not. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, because here's the thing. Obviously, leading up to some of those stories and leading past some of those stories and things that happen, um, you're, you're putting a lot of stories in an hour and a half or an hour and 45. So it looks like, yeah. but his whole life wasn't that way. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. I mean, honestly, his whole life right. wasn't that way. So, right. um, and you know, so no, I'll say no. I'll just say no and leave it there. At any point with Days of Thunder, uh, did, did Jerry Punch ever actively take credit for the entire movie during your time? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Well, yeah, he, yes. according to, to his take with us, he, yeah. he, he well, made the movie single-handedly. He, you know what? He would probably have to get in line because there's, there, there, there's, there, there's other guys that have actively taken credit for it, too. Okay. Almost everybody on that Blue Max team took credit for it. Nah, that's no joke. You know what I mean? Everyone, oh, yeah, I told that story. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. I told that. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. so he would probably have to get in line for that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I, that's funny. I like that. I'm going to set up some pretext here. Okay. All right. So, 1980s NASCAR, when you guys are doing promotional stuff. Oh, yeah. There's People aren't doing things on computers. There's no Photoshop in the same way that there yeah. would be today. Yep. So, something like doing a promotion for the Winston yeah uh, it's literally if there's a, a lineup of, of all of you guys you guys are all standing next to each other yep so oh so you want to know if you pulled it out yeah <laughs> is that what you're asking I might is that where you're going is that the yeah. pretext you know what that is an interesting the stories have always been there okay. you know what I mean okay but um, I don't know I, rem I vaguely remember the photo when, right. when we took the photo. Yeah, you, were you know there, what I mean? Right. Yeah, but I, I vaguely remember because it was one of those deals. And if you look at it, it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, everybody come over here. We're going to take a picture in front of this, and boom. Yeah. We just took a picture and we were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't a. And, and that's the pretext I wanted to know yeah. here. So, like, so, something like the Winston photo, 
it's not like you're there for 45 minutes. No, you're only like, there for like 10 minutes. And it's 10, everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. 10 minutes, and it's everybody. We'd run them in. And it, it, listen, this is, according to my sister, this is pre-Photoshop day. Photoshop. <laughs> it's not Photoshop. It's Photoshop, okay? <laughs> okay. So this is, this is kind of pre-that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't fix photos well, like I was going to say, you know it's right? not like they can so take a photo either, with each of you and then no, line them all up. No, that, so. Later they did that. Yeah. Later they did that with some of the stuff. when you There's a Winston photo where we're like hanging from the letters. You know, Winston, they've got Winston written out and we're hanging from the W and A. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Okay. But no, that photo right. is a legit straight up photo. Right. And if I, and I'm not so sure, I'm not even sure where it was taken, but we used to take photos like that at the racetrack all the time. 90% of the photos we took like that were taken beside the NASCAR truck yeah. or in the Goodyear building, wherever a Goodyear Which building was. Yeah, yeah. They just get everybody, they'd make a PA announcement, all the drivers in the Winston come to the PA, come right. to the NASCAR. It's like a month before the, the race. Yeah, and boom, yeah. and they'd take the picture and then they'd put their stuff up. So, well, I was going to um, say, is this is before cell phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, uh, like I can just tell from personal experience trying to corral a bunch of drivers for anything is a yeah. goddamn disaster. Not, yeah. And so without cell phones or anything like that, I'm sure, assured it was – yeah, a five-minute process where, where you did what you could. Yeah, we just they knocked it out and that was it. Yeah. Now since that time, the legend has grown that that's what that is. Uh, I, do I have touchable knowledge or first-hand knowledge? <laughs> well, no, I don't. I wouldn't use that phrase. <laughs> but <laughs> so you you were I mean you're for, if memory serves you're I'm pretty, you're pretty on the yeah he's over here and side. I'm in the middle yeah. I'm, I'm like in the middle to the right because I was. The taller Tall guys guy, went yeah. there, so yeah. that's kind of where it was at. So from so your no, vantage point, you didn't see anything. No. But Could it have not? been? Yes, because I do know of another driver that used to would unzip the bottom of his pants or his thing mm-hmm. and just pull one testicle out <laughs> and zip it back and just walk around with it hung out, which is a whole other story. It's Bobby Hamilton. Oh, my God. Could <laughs> was be. that right? <laughs> Could be. And, and then and, – he always had a way of rubbing it on Michael Waltrip. <laughs> well, we're all done here. Yep. We're done. Yep. Let's go. Yep. We all didn't right. know it's a Bobby Hamilton special. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> That's what it turns into. Some of the stuff he's yeah. done. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So you can't claim first-hand experience. Nope. Not a hand experience. So you're not denying it either. I'm not denying it. Yeah. Is that okay. because that's right in his wheelhouse? Yeah. You mean that's right in the wheelhouse right there? Okay. So yeah, you can't deny it. It only helps the legend, man. Why would Actually, you want it? Why would you want? Why would you even try to disclaim that? You know what I mean? I mean, we we need to perpetuate that. I'm glad you, know you said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that brings our next question. So um, there is the, the internet or some of the like we talked to to Bobby Allison about this. Oh. And and he denies, denies, denies that it was anything other than a thumb, and. We get it. He's from a different generation. Big damn thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So, in in your mind, uh, it doesn't whether it's whether it's Smokey Eunuch, whether yeah. it's Tim Richmond, is is oftentimes a legend more important than the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, the, any. I guess I look at it this way, and. Then along with any, any legend, whether it, and we can talk Richard Petty and Jeff Gordon and anybody you want to, and Dell Sr. It's there's in every story there's part truth and part fabrication, right? Because it just enhances the story, it yeah. moves the story, it creates something different. Because they've already attained attained that legend status. You know what I mean? And the story of lapping the field twenty five times or. Doing this, that's all good. Yeah. But you got to add something that makes it a little bit more. You know, a little bit more. <laughs> right. A little bit yeah. more. So, 
26 yeah. laps. Yeah, that's right. Laps. So when you yeah. when you get there, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I, I have no problem with the enhancements, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think Tim needed any. He had huge hands. The thumb. Big thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big thumbs. One of the most exciting parts of this season for me was getting to meet one of my childhood heroes, Texas Terry Labonte. Guy drove the Kellogg's car, man. What kid didn't like cereal growing up? And that was right when he was doing it. That mustache, everything about him, just total cool guy. And uh, Texas Terry is in the poster, and he was willing to talk to us. Texas has a great history of driving for Hendrick Motorsports, which was also the team that Tim drove for. So it was nice to get his kind of opinion on Rick Hendrick's thoughts and, and how he was then versus now. And it's Texas Terry Labonte. Like, we got to hang out with him and eat barbecue. And we took great joy in watching him really not enjoy talking about this. If you see our Amazon Prime special that we did on this particular episode, he, you could just tell he was like, oh, no, not this subject again. But, of course, like children, we just had to go for it. And he was patient with us, which is probably why he's a good dad. So we hopped in this Acura MDX on Continental Tires and drove out to Salisbury, North Carolina, and ate at the Smoke Pit, where they have some great Texas barbecue. Uh, Ryan, what'd you have? I had the brisket, and one thing I need to point out here, fun fact, we drove past the dirt oval that they used in the movie 3 on the way to get there. That is actually accurate. I had a chicken sandwich. Terry Labonte. So... Uh, you got to race against Tim Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yep. And obviously he was kind of a bigger-than-life character, and you came into the sport after he was already kind of a known name in racing. Well, because of his IndyCar stuff. Yeah, I didn't really know him okay. over there. Yeah. yeah. So when he shows up, what was your take on that? Because obviously he was big with the outfits and partying and women. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing – I remember the first time I – uh, met him or saw him or was did was around him. It was some kind of event. I can't remember what it was. It was a, a, some kind of media thing, and and uh, and Tim was there, and uh, and I thought to myself, who in the hell is this guy? You know, <laughs> I mean, he is a, a he knew how to market himself. Mm-hmm. And he was a salesman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he was two things wrapped in one. Right. And uh, and he was different than any other driver right. that I had ever met. Right. You know, because of that, I felt like. Yeah. And, was that also uh, just a southern thing? So you're from Texas. Yeah. But most of the drivers at the time were not. From, like, most I don't know, were from North, either North Carolina or Alabama. South or Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. 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 So, like, how does a guy like that blend in when he first starts? He didn't blend in very good. Right. <laughs> I mean, he kind of stuck, he kind of stuck out. out huh? He stuck out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think it took a little while for, you know, uh, uh, everybody to, to accept him and, and uh, you know, earn their respect. But uh, uh, he was a very talented driver, you know. And uh, when he started out, I don't think his original team was all that great. But uh, and then uh, he went with a couple of different teams and, you know, then got better, and then of course there at the end he was Hendrick and uh, with Harry Hyde as a crew chief. But but uh, he was tr- tremendous talent, you know, no doubt about it. Uh, kind of changed, I think, changed the way people looked at things because I mean he was definitely different than anybody in our sport. You know, I mean he was he was uh, he was definitely definitely different. At, and you know, honestly, I I think it probably probably helped the sport you know probably attracted more fans and 
and things like that. And this guy that was kind of flashy and in here and right. you know, and just like you, rubbing yeah, right, right. and rub, <laughs> rubbing fenders with Richard Betty and Dale Earnhardt and you know guys like that. So, but uh, yeah, it was. He was just you know when he first started, I was like, man, we nobody has ever been like this before. As far right, as, but right, but he was he was really good at selling himself and marketing himself yeah. and and then he had the talent to back it up yeah so it wasn't like it was he just knew how to do it you know as a long-standing member of the hendrick motorsports family you obviously have a pretty good relationship with rick hendrick the rick hendrick we know today is very buttoned up and you know all of his drivers are very you know well-mannered and they don't say anything wrong in interviews and here you have rick hendrick signing tim richmond back in the 80s and to us now having interviewed Hendrick drivers, we know how like they have a set way of doing <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, there's a process. <laughs> and and he took a chance on on Tim and I think the quote that I liked the most was that he could take a take a driver that's fast and hopefully yeah. keep him between yeah. the ditches, but maybe not take a slow driver, make him fast. That's right. Yeah. 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 How do you like is that surprising to you looking back that Rick took a chance on Tim? No, I don't think so because I think he was he was a guy that, you know, could uh, this probably the sponsors loved, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not all the sponsors would love him, but I think, you know, uh, the majority would probably. Yeah. And uh, so it was good from that side. Guy had the talent. Yeah, we can get this guy pointing in the right direction here. We're going to do some big things. So, uh, I mean, you know, he had a tremendous amount of talent. No doubt about it. Was there ever a moment in like a driver's meeting where you're sitting next to Earnhardt or Allison or somebody and – he comes in and he's like, what the hell is he wearing? <laughs> was that ever a thing? I don't remember. I'm sure it probably was. You don't remember? Is this plausible deniability? No, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of transitioning towards today a little bit. You know, um, Obviously, cup racing has a lot of characters today. Uh, but because of the sponsor involvements and the sort of corporate nature of the sport, you can kind of almost get away with so much. Do you think? Do you think the way he was the the partying and the the very outward uh, exploits exploits? <laughs> um, do you think he would have gotten away with as much today? It would depend on the sponsor. Yeah. You know, if it would have been. Uh, it would depend on the sponsor, you know. If it would have been a a beer sponsor, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, <laughs> Fair. Uh, you know, if it had been, uh, I don't know, some others probably not. Yeah, but so if Joey Logano goes and has a big night, Twitter and Instagram can document that pretty easily, and he has to be a little bit on guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys didn't have that in the '80s. Did that make it a little easier? I still don't have that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That stuff's over my head there. But, uh, but it almost seemed like you guys could get away with more in the 80s than you could today. And so I'm just getting caught. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to really comment on that. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. So uh, when tobacco advertising was still allowed... Winston came in and spent just gazillions of dollars on NASCAR and promoted it to the highest extreme. Do you think that's what really put NASCAR on the map, like that they could fund Absolutely. so much marketing? Absolutely. Yeah. That Winston 
did R.J. Reynolds did more for our sport than anybody ever imagined. Yeah. And they really took it to the next level. And I think they really worked hand in hand with NASCAR and Bill France, especially, to take it to the next level. And I think Bill understood the value that they were able to bring, and they worked really good together, and just grew the sport, you know, tremendously. And uh, it was a real, a real partnership where. Mm-hmm. You know the guys at RJ Reynolds. I mean, they were there. They were they were involved. They were part of it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was it was really fun to be in it during right. that time be, to see the growth of the sport, and it was really amazing uh, to see that. It was just really a shame, you know. And they, you know, of course I understand, but right. uh, when when all that went down, with you know, and they couldn't participate anymore because of the laws. But uh, but no doubt about it, they they. Uh, did an unbelievable job and really the biggest reason why this sport got to where it was. Right. So we know it today as the all-star race, but what was the Winston when it first got going in the 80s? Well, it was the same thing. You know, it was uh, it was the same thing, you know. I mean, every – one thing about it, if you don't – always said if you don't like the format, mm-hmm. ah, well, just wait till next year. They're going to change it. <laughs> so uh, – But if you – so if you made the, the big feature race – you were one of the stars. Yeah, and they've sc- screwed it up a little bit now. Okay. We agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and uh, it used to, it was only people that won races mm-hmm. are in the officer race. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense, you know. How can you screw that up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Th- but wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this guy that had a team that had a driver that won a race. He's got a new driver that's never won a race, but he wants to be in the race. Well, if they win a race, they can be in the race. But no, they started letting them in. And, you right. know, they just, to me, that part killed it right okay. there. Yeah, it made it not as pre- yeah. prestigious. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, and then they come up with the other race they ran before and let somebody come through. And, and, and yeah, then they had a, if their favorite driver wasn't in it, then they had a fan vote. Right, and, right. Okay, so the BS never ends. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right. And, uh, but anyway. When you would win a race back then, knowing that that would put you into the. That was job security. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it actually had a real meaning. If you could, like, oh, yeah, if you want a race and want a pole, it's like, well, you're going to be in the Bud Shootout or the Bush, Bush Clash or in the, right. in, in the All Star race. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's the first time we've heard that. Yeah. 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 So if you made like the promotional posters or whatever for the Winston, you were one of the guys. So it was almost like a badge of honor if you're like in the '80s. There was, you know, they line up all the oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in that promo, yeah. that was it. Yeah. How did they? Um, how was the PR culture then? So, so for example, you know, if if Acura wants to do some sort of promotion of Ryan today, mm-hmm. literally, I can take my camera, just take something here against a solid colored wall, and Acura now has the asset to go do something. Right. Like when there's a lineup of photos right. with you guys, like that's a physical photo that had to that's get right, taken. Yeah. So how did that? Um, like, so for the, let's call it the Winston in, in right. the mid-80s, yeah. is it just everybody show up a month before and we're going to do the studio photo, or how did that work? Everybody shows up at a certain time and, and we're going to do this right. photo thing, and the guy says, okay, I'm going to do one more shot like 15 times, you know? <laughs> so so it would be like a month out, they would call you in. Yeah, or, yeah, you'd know about it. Right. Okay. You know, so... so um, so there's a very famous Winston poster that you're in. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah. 
And I heard about that. And I said, do what? He said, yeah. It's Tim Richmond. It's, this thing fell out, you know. And I'm like, what? And they said, yeah. And I said, that's bull. You know, I don't believe that shit. Right, yeah. right. And uh, so somebody had a poster. And I'm like, damn. How in the hell did that happen? You know? <laughs> right. And, uh, right. Right. And so I went home. Uh, well, I did go home. I had a lake house. And it, downstairs, my lake house was like a playroom, party room type thing. Yeah. And I had some racing stuff in it. And I walked over there and I went, Holy <laughs> he's been hanging in my lake house and I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have children. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So they take the photo and the poster comes out a couple weeks later. Yeah. And was it like same day kind of thing you guys found out or you found out a couple weeks later? Oh, it was a long time later. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. Because I guess you have this poster and you're not thinking to look for something like that. No. So, yeah. Right. 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 So, current folklore about that poster is that it's not real. That's not what he did. Yeah. I don't know what he did. Right. Is it in line with Tim's personality to pull a prank like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like you weren't like, what, Tim Richmond did that? Yeah. More like, oh, of course he did. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who for some reason feel this need to debunk it and say it's not real. Um, <laughs> at, the, at the time he was, you know, uh, dealing with his illness. Um, so some people say he had a cane in that photo. Did you see him walk out with a cane that day? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. But when you look at it, it's like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Is it still on the wall at home? No. <laughs> Sold it on eBay. <laughs> so um, we've asked a few folks about that. We asked uh, Bobby Allison about it. Yeah. He, and he's emphatic that it's not what we think it is. And um, when we look at it, uh, it's kind of hard, sure to, it's kinda it hard to say yeah, it's not yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so that, that era, you know, we have this belief that no one wants to admit that they were duped or that they were part of something like that. Is that why there's such emphatic denial oh, I don't from know. guys in that poster? Yeah, it seems I, like you don't care. I mean, I, I don't. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, I. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It wasn't like. It wasn't like anybody knew it on, on, on my row. Anyway. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Fair. When you guys do a poster like that. It's all the winners mm-hmm. at that time. So there's rivalries in that room. Mm-hmm. When you're showing up in the heyday of, like, cup, stardom, rivalry, all of that, is it is there tension in the room at all? Like, is it, oh, man, Petty's right there, and that guy roughed me up, or Dale spun me, and he's right there, and I haven't seen him? Like, because you have all those personalities in one small area at the time. Usually, usually there's only uh – you know, in a situation like that, there would usually only be maybe a an issue between two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like back in that era, it could have been Jeff Bodine and Dale Senior. Sure. You know. Yeah. But yeah, 
how long do you think that photo shoot or any of those have la- like how long do they last are you in there for an hour or is it yeah maybe so i wouldn't it wouldn't be in a, i don't think it was an hour right you know maybe 30 minutes yeah uh maybe not that long yeah i mean they pretty much had it when you went in there they were they knew what they wanted here's the deal everybody line up yeah. here's i want you okay yeah. perfect you know take a picture i don't like that one let's do one more right. you know it didn't take long really yeah went long yeah when we talked to a couple of people about Tim Richmond, they mentioned that he was really pushing NASCAR's buttons, you know, on just like behavior outside of the sport. And obviously it's a very like home family based kind of sport. And you were just kind of criticizing the all-star race and you're retired, obviously. Is there any, like, do you ever get nervous when you're doing interviews <laughs> that you might say something that you're going to get the phone call? Like someone from the from NASCAR now would call you and say, "Hey, we didn't really like that." No. Yeah. I mean, what about then? Yo, you, you had to be careful what you said then. Yeah. 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 You had to be you had to be careful, and uh, you know because it's like they really, you know, took it personal if you said you, <laughs> you said something <laughs> right. that they didn't like. Right. Yeah. So you had to, you know you had to be, be smart about it. You had to say it kind of in a nice way i guess yeah i mean they were ones that didn't really like criticism and and it's like you know but the bottom line here's the deal it's it's kind of the golden rule deal they got the gold they make the rules if you don't like it you can go do something else right yeah it's our our ball yeah yeah so and you you look at look at them and what they've done you know when you have that many people involved, you're going to have so many people that aren't happy or second guessing things. Sure. But they don't, they don't aren't involved in everything, so they don't understand why they had to make this rule change or why they had to do this and that. Yeah. And uh, and then for people inside, it's like it makes perfect sense. And you know, here's why we did it. Yeah. And uh, they're in, they're always in a tough position mm-hmm. because you know there's always people going to criticize criticize them for this and that. And today it's even worse, you know with Twitter stuff. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, it's, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Everyone's got a podcast now. Oh, yeah. People hide in their basement and, you know, <laughs> send out stuff. But, you right, know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Some sports car driver thinks he knows stuff. Everything. <laughs> Bobby Allison needs no introduction, but just to set the background again, we sat down with him, had a lot of stories to tell about Smokey Eunuch, and we kind of said, hey, you were in the poster with old Tim Richmond. What do you think? And he had some stories. So that was cool to get Bobby Allison's take. He's a three-time NASCAR champion. He's one of the heroes of the sport. And he also got Sean to drink a beer. So now he's one of my heroes even more so. But uh, he had a few things, and so we were happy to listen. So we met up at uh, Big Daddy's on Lake Norman. Ryan, you ate... King crab legs. I had a chicken sandwich (laughs) and a Miller High Life. You did have a Miller High Life. Bobby Allison, take it away. Tim was an unusual character, too, really. I spent a little time with him. Had oh, a, yeah? Had a decent friendship with him. Oh. And uh, he uh, he certainly did do good things with the steering wheel and the pedals. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a, a legend has its story about the Winston poster that I think you're in the poster with him. Yeah. Do you know what I'm referring to? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your take on that story? It is not what it's been told to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, some people say it's a, uh, you know, Sim, Tim being sick at the time. Right. Uh, maybe if it wasn't known. 
some people say it was a cane. Did you see him walk on to that photo set with a cane? I did not. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, see, he, he was right over from, about two over from me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right behind Neil Bonnet. Mm-hmm. You didn't see the, it. The, uh, the part I've seen, I'm thinking with Neil Bonnet's ear. Okay. Okay. But he was Fair just enough. one of those characters that yeah. he's his. It's almost like the Smokey character is so big that people are, could believe something yeah. to be that because his, all the other antics. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah, almost yeah. like the legend is more important right. than the real story. Right. Yeah. I would say one of our most unique visits of our tour to 2019 was a Daytona 500 winner and NASCAR legend Jeff Bodine. Jeff was teammates with Tim Richmond, and we knew he'd be a great resource to tell us some Tim Richmond stories. And, and we had definitely an interesting experience. So when we were looking at people that we could talk to about this particular story, we obviously looked at the poster, which we now own several copies of each. And we were like, hey, Jeff Bodine, let's see what he's doing. He's in Florida. He's living life. He's having a great time. And he was willing to talk to us. So we sat down with him, told him we were doing this Amazon Prime special, and it's about Tim Richmond. And he was like, yeah, all right, I got some stories. So we went to Jeff's local hangout, Slack Tide, in Melbourne, Florida, which is where my grandparents used to live. And uh, we sat down with him, had some beers, had some laughs. And uh, what did you have? Well, there was, let's just call it a platter of uh-huh. options, but yes. there was some bread and yep. some chicken fingers. That's right. So I made me a chicken sandwich. You did. That's, I'm actually impressed that you really did do that. Yep. I had some scallops and some shrimp and I think a crab leg or two. Jeff's take was a little bit different from some of the other ones that we heard, but, you know, to each their own. It's his story. It's how he remembers it. So we were happy to hear what he had to say about old Tim Richmond. So, 87. Was it 87 that he gets? What year did you... uh, What year did you get swapped out with Harry Hyde for Gary Nelson? Wow, 86. 86? Yeah. And that's because Rick Hendrick had hired Tim Richmond. And what we're told... I, I had Harry, Harry my crew chief, 84 and 5. Yeah. And then... Uh, and you and Harry were already not yeah, seeing eye to eye because yeah. you had a lot of thoughts. And, and We still ran good and won, right. but, you know... So this new kid he was, had... He it. was fed up with Bodine. <laughs> that Bodine kid. Right. And Rick, you know, he was getting sponsors. His, his yeah. dealerships were growing, so he was becoming stronger. And... Uh, he ended up with Folgers as a sponsor and yeah. hired Tim. So he, he decides with the new money to make a second car, mm-hmm. which he hadn't been doing prior. Right. And so there's this kid that had been the, the big IndyCar star, ran a few years in NASCAR, this kid, Tim Richmond. What was your first impression of Tim uh, before he even was a teammate? Uh, you know, he had a reputation. What was it? Playboy. Yeah. Fun guy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, he's a great guy. Yeah. Kind of envied him. I was married, had kids. He was out having fun. <laughs> more. Nah, I shouldn't have said it that way. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't My mean, life sucks. Boys, wait, boys wait, I didn't mean wait, it. I love wait. you guys. Yeah. I have two yeah. sons, four but, granddaughters. But here you are doing the same job, and he's out having the time of his life, and you're bringing home the bacon to support a family. But unfortunately, that's what ended him. Yeah. Right. That's what killed him. Yeah, right. Right, right. Right. But no, Tim was uh, – he was a great teammate because if he if he said 
if he waved to you, let's go drafting, mm-hmm. he'd do it. Right. A lot of guys like Buddy Baker, he'd wave to you, tell you before the race, hey, we can go. He'd wave, and you pull out, and he'd pass you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You couldn't depend on like, him for nothing. On, yeah. But, Tim, we could work together. Yeah. And we had some, you know, that year, they call it, they, Rick did a poster, Front Row Gang. Mm-hmm. I had 10 poles, he had 10 or 11. Wow. I had one more, Richmond. One car didn't get on a track. It rained. Qualified. Uh. Neil Bonnet didn't get on a track. It rained. I had the pole. Yeah. So that didn't count. Uh huh. So, I mean, we were both fast. Uh, great teammate, but he, but Harry Hyde, yeah, he kind of ran the outfit, you know? That stopped. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I always run the batteries down. <laughs> we're good at that. I talk a lot. <laughs> I got a lot of stories. I got a lot of things to say. I'm writing a book. We heard. Well, we heard it's a tell-all. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll pimp it for you. I'm not I'm not gonna name names. Okay. I'm not out to hurt anybody. Sure. You just want to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So you can figure out who I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll put it together. <laughs> yeah, 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 he drove a red car. <laughs> yeah, the car was red, white, and blue. Oh, <laughs> oh and. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim. Uh, yeah, so you guys good are like teammate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like when he showed up, he was known for like flamboyant outfits and just being that person. But you're from New York, so you're not exactly from that southern group where he probably stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that. Okay. You know, the girls loved him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The girls all yeah. loved him. But like a uh, Richard Petty or David Pearson aren't looking at. Tim Richmond going, yeah, I'm going to hang out with that guy. Right? Different guard that they've been cut from. Like wow, they're, they were old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were older. <laughs> they were, they like were the good. They were, yeah, they yeah. were good older drivers. They're great. David Pearson, Richard Payne. You, <laughs> Stop you it. Just, Stop saving yourself. Yeah. You just, Stop looking at that. Why are you looking at the cameras? You just named two of the greatest. Yeah, right. We I mean, right. my heroes. Yeah. Sure. But, no, uh. No, Tim was young. Right. I mean, he was he was out. But Playboy. Like, a, a guy out like, late. A guy like you. I mean, even though you're like you're not a southerner, but you y'all, did. <laughs> y'all. I can speak southern. Y'all. I like grits. <laughs> what? Yeah, what just what happened here? All right, turn the on. cameras off. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, oh here we go. Man, I messed up. My uh, wife is going to be really mad at me. What I do now. Oh, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. No, All right. No, I've been smiling. The, the gap. That's the, it's, I look well, better now. Okay. We're really good with special effects. Um, <laughs> but so, so but, but you came from a working class family. Even though you weren't a Southerner, you were you were a guy that earned his way into the sport. Your dad didn't write a check for you to be in Cup or anything like that. Right. Um, so you have this guy who comes like the big playboy. Came from open wheels, wealthy family. Did that work against him when he when he got going? No, yeah. no, not really. Uh, yeah, you get you get judged by how good you do on the track. Yeah. Now, Jim, Jim almost killed himself a few car- times in that IndyCar stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He had some bad, bad, he was wild. Yeah. Wide open. So, you know, everyone had their doubts about him. Uh, of course, he ran, you know, he ran some. Before hey, look he- at you, you're on TV. Hey! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is, 
Yeah. Is this a DVR? Like, do they have this ready? He just no. put it on. This is on actual right now. It's like NASCAR Classic or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That's Charlotte. But I thought they were doing it just. Okay. How are you going to do in this? I don't even know what race it is. Well, you qualified. Looks like third. Oh. Man, Jeff Gordon got you. What were you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, I slipped that day. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, so. Tim. Tim uh, so. But he could, he could drive. He could drive. Yeah, well, you know, he drove the. For Raymond Beetle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he proved he could drive. That's why Rick hired him. Yeah. So you were a married guy. Did you ever go hang out with him outside of the track? Uh, my wife's calling me. Nope. <laughs> Don't tell the I Tim Richmond yeah. story. <laughs> He's looking around. Well, I'm trying to get Rob, oh, oh. my PR guy, <laughs> to talk to her. My PR guy. She probably thinks I'm out with somebody. Oh, oh I am. Yeah, you, you are. are. Yeah. You're doing a big yeah. media function. What yeah. is this? We'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're riding on board with you right now. This oh, look at this <laughs> guy. What is this? What, I, what this the heck? I haven't even seen this one. Hey, let's so watch this. Yeah, let's just watch Ray. <laughs> watch an old NASCAR watch race. Watch a NASCAR race with Jeff Bodine. A new. You're about to go three wide here in the, in the three. Then you're going to make it stick? Oh, that's me. Yeah. This might be the. Hey, you just took the lead. This is the all-star race. Oh, maybe. Ooh, look at me pull away. Okay. Nice job. You took the lead there. I was on Hoosiers. Who's in the 41? Uh, don't know. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But did you ever go party with Tim, Tim Richmond away from the racetrack? No. Never? No. Not one, like, come out, we're going to go on the lake or something? Never had a beer with him. Was that a married Not thing? one beer. Wow. Was that a, like, you just didn't want to be in the scene he was in? No. I was married. Okay. He's out. Doing what he did. Yeah. Browsing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the movie Days of Thunder? <laughs> you know, that movie's about three drivers. Three. The late Dale Earnhardt yeah. was a rough guy. Yeah. Rowdy. Tom Cruise is. Yeah. Tom Cruise was Tim Richmond, the playboy. Right. The racer was me. All those stories we told the writers. Yeah. And back in those days... Dale and I banged a lot, yeah. and Tim was so, a playboy. So, like, the meeting with Big Jim and all that stuff, that was based on incidents with you and Dale. Dale. And then a lot of the off-the-track stuff was, was Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all the girl stuff. The one you – know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty that much. That wasn't me. Pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> did you ever date an Australian doctor? No. All right, oh, so you're fine. You're fine. Tom did. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think Meredith. <laughs> you guys have messed me up. Okay. <laughs> it's Tim's birthday. Okay. And the story was told. Now, in the movie, they had Tim Harry riding in the transporter his, trailer. His crew chief, Harry Hogg. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> and got pulled over by a cop yeah. who was a stripper who proceeds did to. Did thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Gets fresh. I wasn't there. Darn it. That wasn't you. It didn't happen that way. You, you don't ride in those trailers up and down well, the road. Well, we know. We're yeah. watching going, that's not a thing. <laughs> this happened in Harry Hyde's shop. <laughs> Wait, this is, so that actually happened? Okay. Can I tell the rest of the story? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was Tim's birthday. Harry knew it, of course. And uh, invited everybody to the party. I was there in the shop. On the door. I don't know who opened the door. I don't think it was me. 
Here comes this cop. Pretty, pretty cop, too. Had long blonde hair. Really pretty. Okay. Good looking cop. Good looking. Okay. Had d and everything. Okay. There's a stripper. Goes up and, you know, does her act with Tim. And I did have a couple of beers that night. Okay. With Tim. So, yeah. So, anyway, see, and, and the meeting in Daytona was Dale Earnhardt, the late Dale, and myself. He'd wreck me at Charlotte on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, uh, Got a call Sunday night from Rick Henrik. Uh, meet us at the airport in the morning. We got a little meeting in Daytona. So we flew down. They flew down. And uh, I'm sitting here. Bill Francis at the head of the table. Dale's across from me. And then Rick and Rick, Richard Childress and the inspectors and all that. And Bill comes in here. You know, back then they didn't have <laughs> recording systems or VHS. Yeah, I had a pile of them on the side. Brought a tape in, put it down. I, these are tapers of the races this last weekend. I know we're not going to have to look at them. We can work this out. We're men. He goes, uh, Dale, what happened to Saturday's race, the late mile race? Billy? We're coming off the two. My left front hit the apron. It just shot me up into him. I made a mistake. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. I made a mistake. Well, what happened Sunday? <laughs> Billy. I went down to turn three, and, man, I got loose. I drove it into the I screwed I made a mistake. I drove it in, and I just got sideways. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. I looked at him <laughs> after he, he did his thing. I said, uh, Dale. Or somebody is supposed to be so damn good. You make a lot of mistakes. Mr. France, we need to see the video. So he put that in there. And the Saturday's race had just chosen to run into me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he replay it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dale? Looks like he just ran into the boy. So I didn't put in Sunday's race. And what happened Sunday? After Saturday, Rick Henry called me up. True story now. He said, hey. I'm tired of Earnhardt wrecking my car. If you can't do something about it, I'll get somebody in that it will. Man, we had a good car for Sunday. Oh, good car. Oh, man. But I had to do something. I just happened to start behind him. <laughs> and he's loose. He's waving me by. No, I just following him. I didn't want to get anyone else involved in this crap. <laughs> And, and back in those days, you heard about the penalty box. Yeah. They did that for me. Because he'd hit me, I'd hit him back. Well, they started the penalty box. He'd hit me, I'd, I'd hit him back. They'd bring me in. He hit me first. Might have made a mistake. Well, we know you're mad, so you sit here until you're not mad. Well, it didn't take long for me to figure this one out. Yeah, uh, right. You got to be the first, the first one to one. hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm following him. And, and coming off two, I gave him a shot. Didn't wreck him. Yeah. Mm, I should have. Didn't wreck him. Got sideways. So now I'm, I'm a little ahead of him going into three. He just didn't turn. Right. He showed it over. Dale? Looks like you just didn't turn that steering wheel. <laughs> he said, boys, you're messing with the way I make my living. I'm going to tell you how to do it from now on. Which he did. And then on the way to dinner, he threw me the set of car keys. You two guys need to ride together. 
So they're ahead of us, Rick, Richard, Bill, following his dinner. Earnhardt whacks me in the shoulder. I'm driving. Yeah. What? Give him a shot. <laughs> Bill Jr. <laughs> Bill Frank. I said, I said, I'm going to do it. You know, the guy me. that runs NASCAR? Yeah. yeah. Just, just, right. just the guy who's two dark butts yeah, out. Right. This rear end. He hits me again. Give him a shot. I wish I had. Oh, I wish I had. Oh. <laughs> I said, hey, I'm not going to. We just got our asses chewed out. Yeah. I'll pull over and I'll let you do it. Oh, right. no, no, that's all right. Keep going. He, right. he just wanted to get me in trouble again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got him in trouble. He's the instigator. So, but all that, <laughs> yeah, all the all the things in that movie are real. Just they change them a little bit. Right. You know, they had us wrecking two cars going to dinner. We didn't do that. Yeah. What was it like working with Jerry Punch? Like, wait, so you said, because you talked to the writers. Yeah. About yeah. some of the things that, some of the year stories that they then put in the movie. Yeah. One of those writers was Jerry Punch, wasn't it? Doctor. Doctor Jerry Punch. Doctor Jerry Punch. He might have been, but he, I never talked to him about. No? The, no, I never gave him. These were Hollywood guys. Right. And right. Doc, and Doctor Jerry, Jerry Punch, Punch, clearly. No, I never, never really talked to him. I don't know. He was an advisor or huh. consultant or what? It's not making sense. We'll I've, hit, to- I've hit my head a lot. Nah, I think it's, you're fine. Yeah, yeah I was forgot. So, but now, like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Narrative. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> st- we're still on Tim, but the Days of Thunder movie. Yeah. You yes. know how, how that all got started? Mm-hmm. I know you didn't. Do not. Nobody. Most people don't. We were coming to Daytona to test in January, and Rick was friends with Paul Newman. Paul was a great road racer. Huh. But he wanted to drive the oval. Right. And Rick, you know, knew him through road racing. And so Rick said, well, come on down. We'll take a car there and you can run it. So we took a, a sportsman car down, a late model. And back then, no restrictor plates. So they went over 190. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, he brought this, this kid he was a mentor to named Jim uh, Hip. So what? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Oh, okay. I hit my whole head a lot. You can say it again if you want. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Tim, but Tom. Okay. So, so one more time. So he brought, he so brought, Paul Newman came with a mentor. No. Or, I mean, a, a junior, he was, an understudy. He was mentoring Tom. So Tom Cruise is with Paul Newman. We didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. So I took him around in a streetcar, showed him the groove and talked to him and all that stuff. Got Paul in, in the late model and he ran pretty darn good. Yeah, he could wheel. He did. He was good. So now, you know, we've heard of Tim almost killing himself in any cars and stuff. So we get him in the car, and all we're praying, <laughs> please, please. That was a good car. Yeah. He didn't go quite as fast as Paul, but he didn't wreck. Oh, thank you, thank you. So this is Tim Richmond's first test? No. Tom. With, Tom, Cruise. With, so Tom Cruise. Uh, you said okay. Tim, right? No. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, Tim. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was right. saying, yeah. I thought it was Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise is, is at the same test with Paul Newman. Yeah. And Tom Cruise actually can wheel the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as fast as Paul. No. But yeah. he, he didn't wreck. But he wasn't wreck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't wreck. Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> Daytona's easy at that speed. Sure. It really yeah. is. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but that evening, we went to the Olive Garden. There used to be an Olive Garden near the racetrack. And they used to have little booth areas where people couldn't see us. So we're up there. And I'm sitting next to Paul, and Tom's over there. Rick's father, my father-in-law, 
people are both gone now, so I don't have any witnesses. <laughs> but we're chatting, and I said, man, I'm sitting with two famous movie stars that love racing. We need a new racing movie. We got James Gardner, Grand Prix. We got all these old ones. We need a new up-to-date racing movie. I planted the seed. So you, Dr. Jerry, punched it. I planted the seed. Didn't get any credit for it. <laughs> Didn't get to drive. Rick right. Henry claims he gave Tom the idea. Mm, no, I did. But anyway, well, that's... a lot of favors all over town yeah. seem to be owed to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise owes you a million dollars. Ridley Scott right. owes you millions right. of dollars. Twitter, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> Tom, at Tom Cruise, at Ridley Scott. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, we went... At Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Rick would rent racetracks and invite all his sponsor people to a, a racetrack. We did Road Atlanta, and we did Charlotte. Yeah. And of course, Tom was involved. And Road Atlanta, they brought some uh, Corvettes, you know, racers. Yeah. And we all got in them. He was, he was crazy. He yeah. was wild. Yeah. He, he was fast, but he was wild. Yeah. And uh, at Charlotte, we had the Oval. He drove again. He brought his wife, uh, Mimi, then. Okay. She didn't drive, but he did. Didn't wreck. Everything was good. But the rest of the history, the movie, Nicole, Church of Scientology. <laughs> it's all you. Well, he quit going to racing. He loved, he loved racing. Yeah. Then he quit going. He went to one race. A few years ago, several years ago, Rick made a documentary of Henrik Motorsports. Yeah. And they had Tom... Narrate it. That's excellent. So he went to uh, Atlanta to race, to the race. Yeah. Other than that, he, he just he got just away from racing. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a shame. He loved it. Yeah. He was pretty good at it. Yeah. But anyway, it uh, had nothing to do with Tim. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> still enjoyed yeah. it. It's still, it's but, still recorded But Days material. of Thunder, not that many people know, that was actually based upon Tim Richmond's story, your story, and Dale Earnhardt's story. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and things in that movie actually did happen, like the big meeting and the stripper, except for it wasn't in the trailer. It was in the shop. Yeah. And, yeah. and Harry Hoke saying, I got, I got a special set of tires in here for you. Yeah. It'll, they'll go. And that happens. Right. You know, they always try to save the best to last. They size them up and check them. And, and so all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. The, the test at North Wilkesboro where they ran one yeah. – 50 laps your 50, way. 50 laps one 50 way, laps 50 laps way. my way. That happened? That was real? I wasn't involved in that. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't involved in that. Yeah. So, so, they, they add a, so they add a second car for Hendrick. This new kid comes in. Harry Hyde now goes to Tim, which from what we've heard, he was really not happy about because he didn't want to have to babysit some new guy. Is that a real thing? I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. No. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like Harry, but yeah, okay. he didn't want me either, so he was stuck. <laughs> yeah, the rock and hard place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's it Friday? Yeah. Um, did you ever get to the shop or show up on like a Friday practice, and Harry or half the guys like you will never believe what Richmond just did last night. <laughs> uh, Probably, but I can't remember anything. But I'll tell you one thing. We were at North Wilkesboro. And, uh, you know, back then there was no garage area. You pitted right on pit row. Yeah. They had a little the, – the pit wall was just a piece of tubing with some things in it. 
You park your cars in the infield, your street cars, they yeah. let us in. Well, we're driving Chevys, so uh, Tim and I had the same uh, Caprice Classic. Classic. Yeah. yeah. That's all you could get back then. They didn't have anything really fancy. And uh, he said, hey, it was raining. He said, man, you mind if I go sit in your car and I got a book? He ended up giving me the book. It was Eat the Wind. Huh. But that was his way to get in our car. <laughs> he didn't care about the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the way home, my kid's mother turned the radio on. Didn't work. Now, he'd mentioned something about his radio didn't work in his car. He took the radio out of our car, put it in his car. Right. And put his no-working radio in our car. <laughs> my kid's mother was so mad. Called him up. You're going to change that radio tomorrow. You stop. Yeah. yeah. She used to swear a lot. <laughs> so he did. Yeah. And then we went back the next day, and he switched radios back. But that's that's he was a jokester. I mean, he yeah. was he was really a funny guy. Yeah, known he, for pranks and things yeah, like prank, that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a uh, he was a cool guy. Uh, unfortunately, the first year he was with us with Rick. You know, we I introduced Rick to an engine builder up in Winston Salem. Randy was a great guy, missing to death. But back then, he his engines broke. Okay. They didn't run all that good. These guys in Winston-Salem, being our speed shop, they were good. I ran their engines in the 50 car before Rick. Okay. So I hooked them up. Man, they had some fast engines. Oh. And uh, we had them the second year with Harry Hyde. Then the third year I went to, to uh, Gary Nelson. And we went to Pocono. I won. The first race, and I said, bring this engine back. I want the same engine. Just re bring it back. This is awesome. Well, I went back and go out for practice poking on. I said, what the heck? I came in and I said, is this the same engine we had last time? Well, it's supposed to be. I said, yeah, but, man, it doesn't run. So I pulled the hood and looked at the numbers. No, this is not the right engine. You know, the number them all. Right. I said, well, is it in the truck? Always bring spare engines. Nope, it's not in the truck. I said, go look under that 25 car's hood. <laughs> Harry put it in his car, and he won the damn race. Yeah. He beat me. That's when we were passing each other on the last lap, and I, I could have wrecked him at turn three. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. Teammate, yeah. But he beat me to the finish line. I downshifted. I was the first guy to shift there. Yeah. I was so mad I put it in third gear trying to get going quicker. Yeah. That didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Harry was putting all those good engines in. Back then, it was hard to have a good engine. There were no machines where CNC, you could make them all the same. And uh, Harry's putting all the good ones in Tim's car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He was doing. Yeah, he, he knew. Rick, uh, Rick didn't believe me until after I left several years. He finally came up to me and said, you're right. Harry was messing with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to win. Yeah. Well, you owe me too, Rick. Right. All right. Where's my All right. Tweet, everybody. <laughs> uh, what was he known for? So, so, 
we did a thing on Kawiki, so we got to learn a lot of his exploits, and we knew that he was very popular with the ladies, but he was very close to the chest with everything. Whereas it sounds like Tim would just have one girl standing there and another one standing there, and it didn't matter. Was that kind of the case? Was there always women around? I don't remember Tim bringing women to the racetrack. Okay. I'll, I really don't. I, I don't No, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So did that mean they didn't like racing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or he didn't want them there. I don't know. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. But he was never hidden about about. Having many girlfriends. Oh, you kidding me? He's proud of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm young, single, handsome. I can yeah. drive a race car. Right. I got 10 girls waiting for me. <laughs> so we got the impression around 86, 87 that, you know, he was accepted because he could drive, but his partings started to get to the point where some of the older guard didn't necessarily care for it as much anymore. You know, well, like a- yeah. You know, before the the end, you know, we noticed yeah. he wasn't the same. Yeah. Did he have in, during your time? Did he have any fallouts with NASCAR? Like he, like uh, it sounds like he was very pronounced about certain safety items um, that a guy like Earnhardt at that time wouldn't have stood for. I don't. It's hard to go through a career in NASCAR and not have a little situation with with them. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> in some way or another, I can't remember any specific things that he might have uh, they're probably there but I can't get yeah, them yeah, out. Yeah, no yeah. worries, no worries. No can't worries. get them out. Uh, so what was the Winston when it first showed up? It, I mean it's essentially what we know now is the all-star race but to somebody that was in the scene as a regular and a winner when they first told you about the Winston what was your take on what the whole thing was going to be? <laughs> when they said how much money it was going to be we all said whoa put us in. Yeah. Put me in coach. Of course, you had to earn your way in. And uh, <clears throat> I was doing really well at that until I got with Bud Moore. Then we missed a few. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was great. We, Man, you can walk around standing tall. You know, you're, yeah. I'm in the Winston. What are you doing? Yeah, right. So you it's know, a big deal if it you made it. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Same man, you're one of the best. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Right. So you win the 86 Daytona 500. You are in for the 87 Winston. Correct? Uh, yeah, it should have been that, that way. That should have been how that worked. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, yeah when, I, when I win the All-Star Race, what year? Oh, I don't know what year you won it. it I think I have it. I was in the <laughs> 90s. But I don't even know. Yeah. In any case, so, um, all right, so to promote that event, it's, so like, the, the all-star race today, if they're going to do a poster to give to people, it's going to be like a photo that they took of Jimmy Johnson at the shop, and it's going to be a photo of Martin Truex, and they're going to use Photoshop to put them all together. That didn't exist in the 80s. So if, if there's a big lineup photo of all you guys, that's everybody in the room at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no Photoshop. So 1987, the Winston poster goes out. You're in it. A lot of really big-name drivers are in it. What do you remember about that poster in general? I'm not sure which one it was. We, it's, we, it's the poster. The poster. That was Photoshop. I was there. Tim Richmond would never do that. Really? No. Really? Really? You, you're really saying really? Well, because people like Terry, for example, he didn't say he did it, but his exact quote was, it's in line with something he would do. You know, I had him give the finger one time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tim, No. You, you can tell it's Photoshopped. Come on. So There's pictures that it's not in. Right, 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 right. 
they're the real pictures. Okay. So which you gonna believe, this one or this one? So who, the real one. Who do we gotta go after to find out who photoshopped that? No, uh, you'll probably never find. You yeah, might right. find out. Right. Get some DNA and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so, the guy's dead. The person's dead. Who knows? Right. I right. have no idea. Okay. So why wouldn't Tim do that? No, he he was bad, but he wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he respected everybody in that picture. Right. He wouldn't he wouldn't do that to a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that was nasty. Yeah. I was there. He didn't do it. Yeah. I would have seen. Him. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. that. Because yeah, you're like you're like five people down or something to that effect from yeah, where right. I remember, what I remember. Yeah. So you didn't see anything. No one laughed. No one said anything. No one joked. It didn't happen. Right. The picture was photoshopped from the original. There's no question in my mind. None. Some people say it's an optical illusion, that that it's it's a thumb or it's a cane. Um, so the story's kind of been created that that. You know, Tim in his, in his sickness at that point was already using a cane and walking right. around. He had a fancy glove on. Did you ever see him walk in with a cane? No. 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 He might have to a special event with a tuxedo on or something. Right. <laughs> we heard a story about him showing up uh, somewhere with, like, a big puffy coat and a cane, and he had a purse, you know, just like to kind of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he yeah. could get away with it. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. I couldn't right. get away with it. He couldn't wear the, the purse and the. Uh, no. I don't think so. Not unless he's 15 and trying to make the race. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but he never walked, like, like a photo shoot like that, he never showed up with a cane or anything like that. No. Yeah. Not that I remember. Right. You know, it's like putting a guy on, on the witness stand after 20 years of something happening. You can't remember anything. But I remember he did not do the, nas- the nasty. <laughs> okay. The nasty, nasty. Right. So... Here's a weird question, and, and I, um, I don't know how to ask this tactfully. Don't. But um, <laughs> when, when, when people hear about this, there's this reaction like, oh, God, no, it didn't happen. What's the big deal? Like, let's say it was real. Um, like, okay, yeah, it's a childish prank, but it's, it happened 32 years ago. Like, why, are we, why would people still get so upset about this? Well, it's, uh, it's part of Tim's legacy. I mean, he was wild and crazy, yeah. did a lot of stuff, but he respected everyone in that picture. He would never do that. Right. I, I, no, I didn't. I wasn't his brother. I didn't know him real close. Right. But I was his teammate, and you know, we talked. Right. I know he stole my radio out of my car once, but <laughs> but he, he wouldn't do that. But and I guess that's kind of where I'm going. So, so to me, if a guy does that, it's a childish prank, right? But it's it's a childish prank in the same way that pulling somebody's radio out of their car is a childish prank. Um, but is is exposing yourself in terms of pranks is that just more profane than oh, other yeah, things? Yeah, of course. You know? That's that's way beyond anything you should do. That's not a prank. That's sick. <laughs> no, okay. because yeah. that poster. Millions, thousands of people right. are gonna see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. I mean, he was he he was crazy, but not that crazy. I mean, that's that's way beyond right anything he would ever do. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's um uh, not necessarily a Tim question, but uh, bigger picture, just because we have the video stuff. Yeah. There's legends about Tim. There's legends about you. There's legends about Earnhardt. What's more important to you, the legend or the truth? Oh, the truth, always. Really? Oh, the truth yeah. is, you know, that's what I, that's called integrity. 
And unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know what that word means. A lot of young people and a lot of old people, they don't know what integrity means. That means when you say something, you do it. And you tell the truth. That's I'm, I'm doing a book other than the night train book, which is really nice. <laughs> talks about the Bodine bobsled, how they won the gold medals. Yes. And you, all you have to do is New World Racing at AOL. I'll send you a signed copy. <laughs> and... Uh, but We're gonna do a commercial for him. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm 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 putting together a book. Yeah. yeah. Kind of tell all. I don't have the title yet. Uh, but it's gonna tell stories. No names. I'm I'm not trying to put anyone under the bus. Run sure, them over. Sure, sure. But I want people to know stories that happen. Real stories that happen yeah. in racing. There's a lot of books out there. It's about well, I won this race. I won that race. Right. Yeah. I did this. No, this is behind the scenes. Now I don't know that much of what really happened. But I'm going to tell that much. Right. Yeah, we don't have a modern stroke race. So uh, yeah, that's what yeah, we need. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm finished. I'm feeling like a hummingbird in springs in bloom. Springs in bloom Brand new Colors like I haven't seen Because I'm with you I'm with you
never felt quite like this. Quite like this